Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week, our podcast features an episode of The Arthur Godfrey Show. It first aired on July 8th, 1946. It's Arthur Godfrey time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Joe. I see you are your usual witty self. Good morning, everybody. If it isn't Joe King back with us again. It is so good to see you back, Joe. So good. If you don't mind my saying so, you look sharp as a harp, too. And twice as stringy. Remo is back, too. Remo with his git fiddle. I'm so glad to see you, Remo. Are you all right now? Fine, thanks. Oh, you look good, too. You've been out in the sun a little, huh? Poor fella had himself a case of pneumonia or something, wasn't it? Is that what you had? Yeah. You shouldn't do that. But pneumonia, that's bad stuff. Let us hear from Remo. We haven't heard from him for months. Come on, get up here, Remo, with that thing. He's got the most wonderful git fiddle, and he hides it in behind Gene Traxler's bass and what's his name is Fiddle, Cy Mirov, and Flato at the piano. Can you see him now? Huh? No? <laughs> Great confusion here as we move. Oh, he has to have a suitcase, too. Marshal, you make a wonderful baggage smasher. Marshal Young is carrying his uh, electric loudspeaker to the theater. Boy, Remo, sit up there where we can see you. Can it be hooked up now? Yeah. It'll probably louse up the whole balance that we have. The production man is going nuts in the control room. <laughs> playing as well as you usually do. 
Um, Frank, put that song of yours up in front of him. He likes to have music of some other song than what he's playing. That's right. Now he's got a famous old Irish song up in front of him that has nothing to do with this, and he'll play good. Watch. <laughs> he always does that. give him ideas, you see. See what I tell you? guitar player in the country, back with us again. We are so glad. So glad. Well, it's going to be a little cooler today, the man says. Couldn't get much hotter. Temperature's only going to be about 85, so don't go out without your overcoat, Joe. <laughs> Just when the weatherman says it's going to be cooler, the whole world is subjected to one of the greatest blasts of hot air in history. George Bernard Shaw, who was England's champion, and Fiorello LaGuardia, who is America's kingpin in the hot air department, have entered into a controversy. Shaw says that bookmakers are honest men. And you know what LaGuardia will say to that. Well, while the hot air is blowing back and forth across the ocean, Shaw and LaGuardia will ease the meat shortage somewhat, on account of there will be plenty baloney. <laughs> but the weather never seems to bother this lovely Jeanette Davis. She always looks lovely and delightfully cool and beautiful. My, my, my. Everybody else complains about the sun, and Jeanette sings about it. Got no diamond, got no pearl. Still, I think I'm a lucky girl. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Got no mansion, got no yacht. Still, I'm happy with what I've got. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Sunshine gives me a lovely day. The Milky Way Got no checkbooks Got no banks Still I'd like to express my thanks I got the sun in the morning And the moon at night And with the sun in the morning And the moon in the evening I'm alright I got the sun in the morning And the I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Sunshine gives me a lovely day. Moonlight gives me the Milky Way. 
Got no checkbooks, got no banks. Still, I'd like to express my thanks. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. And with the sun in the morning and the moon in the evening, I'm all right. So nice and cool. Here's a letter from Mankato, Minnesota, Marshall. It says, Dear Arthur, every afternoon we listen to your wonderful program. Afternoon. <laughs> That's right. It takes a long time to get out to Mankato, doesn't it? And uh, we wish each time that you would play your theme song through once and have Marshall Young sing it. How about doing it for two favorite listeners? Sincerely yours, Lois Olson and Bernie and Bernice Johnson. Olsen and Janssen, huh? <laughs> In Mankato, Minnesota. Marshall, do you know the words? I don't believe I do, Arthur. Have I don't think been... I could get through the entire song. You couldn't get through the entire song? Uh, if you could help me, it'd be all right. Did you have a bad weekend, Marshall? N not too bad, no. You can't get through the entire song. No. What's the matter? Don't you feed you over there in Brooklyn? I wasn't in Brooklyn over the weekend. You weren't? Where no. were you? I was uh, in uh, Rye, New York. Oh, a tourist, huh? <laughs> I passed your place at Larchmont, by the way, on the way up there. You did? You mm -hmm. passed Larchmont? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was a funny breeze blew through. <laughs> <laughs> that was that fluky day, yes. Yes. Well, Marshall, don't you really, don't you know the theme song? Have I you got the words over there, Hank? No, I don't, Arthur. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Well, Olsen and Janssen, very sorry but he can't jump through it here. We'll have to jump it today and do it tomorrow. Will you learn it for tomorrow? I certainly will. Okay, meantime, what have you? We have uh, Nick Henney's new tune, Adventure. Ah. Okay, go ahead, play it. <laughs> Darling, this is my first adventure. I never knew adventure. Until you came along Darling What is this strange devotion This bittersweet emotion That haunts me like a song One kiss and you Opened up new worlds for me upon bright stars that fade when you are gone so darling let's make it last forever let's hold it fast forever our first and last adventure you opened up new worlds for me Fast forever, our first 
That's a very nice song, Marshal. Very nice. Nick Kinney's, huh? Son of a gun comes up with a good one every now and then, doesn't Yes, it? I don't know. I do the song and he puts your name in the column. I can't figure it out. <laughs> you know, I'm going to hit him over your head, though, if he, <laughs> if he doesn't get the story right about that new show of ours at nighttime. Did you see what he wrote about it today? Son of a gun. It's not an amateur show, Nick. That show on Tuesday night is to, is to promote good talent, which is having a time getting itself out in the front. That's all. It is not an amateur show, per se. What's that mean, per se? <laughs> I heard a lawyer use it once. I don't know what it is. But really, we, that, that's not it. You've got to get somebody to be a talent scout for you. You are a talent scout, see? You've got to... If you can sing... Well, somebody else has got to have faith in you to write a letter to us and say, I know a guy that can sing, or I know a lady who can sing or can play or do something. That's the way it has to be. It isn't one of those things where you just come up because you got a yen ticket on the radio and blouse up the air all day. <laughs> we do enough of that here without having anybody else come and do it. This show is, is something which is designed to give good talent, which hasn't had a break yet, that break. We want to open those closed doors to good talent. That's what we want to do. And nothing else. I'll hit you over his head, see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a wonderful guy, that Nick Kinney. He and I used to be shipmates, you know. Yeah, he was a coxswain on a ship I was serving on one time. I was a radio floozy, and he's never forgotten it either. I was a didadit. <laughs> Play that for me, will you, Hank? Alabama bound, Traxler on Monday. Did you see how Gene Traxler on the bass fiddle had to climb around on that thing? <laughs> Do it again, Gene. Come on, Alabama Brown. Let me let, let the folks hear you. <laughs> Mr. 
Look like a monkey with fleas. <laughs> hey, Hank, what is this new tune we got up here by Lucky Millinder and Sid Tepper and Roy Brodsky? Love means the same old thing. What's that? Well, that's the one we were going to rehearse this morning, remember? Oh. Before the show? Let me hear it. <laughs> season fall means flop corn is a bunion corn is a crop but love love means the same old thing nag means horses nag means tease lie like a fibber lie when you're at ease but love love means the same old thing a match makes a fire, a match makes a pair A ball is a plaything or a dance Poker in an oven means a flame go higher Poker is a game of chance There's a tree like in Brooklyn, a tree in your shoes Blue is a color, huh? How's that part go? How's that part go? Oh, yeah. Blue is a color, and you blue when you got the blues, but love. Since Adam and Eve had their fling, no, that's not for me. Hey, Marshall, you sing it. You sing it. That's not for me, brother. He's out to get me. That's for those tenors. Fall means... I think it's too low, Hank. <laughs> After a while, we'll get this tuned down here. Fall means the season, fall means flop. Corn is a bunion, corn is a crop, but love, love means the same old thing. Hank, I got that much. Nag means horses, nag means teas. Lie like a fibber, lie when you're at ease, but love, love means the same old thing. Now, let me see match. you do this. <laughs> Makes like a fire. <laughs> match. <laughs> Go ahead, start again. Match makes a fire. No? Oh, I see. Okay, let's try it again. Match makes a fire. A match makes a pair. A ball is a plaything or a dance. Poker in an oven makes a flame go higher. This is all, boy. Uh, look, I think uh, Jeanette was singing it very well behind me. I think she can do a good job. <laughs> Come on, Jeanette, let me see you do it. Well, man, I've never heard this song. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> <Ooh. clears throat> hey, this is the smelly hour. <laughs> fall means season, fall means flop Corn is the bunion, corn is the crop But love, love means the same old thing Now it's beginning to sound like something 
Nag means horses, nag means tea. Like a fibber, lie when you're at ease. But love, love means the same old thing. So far, so good. A match makes a fire, a match makes a pair. A ball is a plaything or a dance. A poker is an oven, makes the flame go up higher. Poker is a game of chance. Man, this is a chance. <laughs> There's a tree in Brooklyn, a tree in your shoe. You're doing fine, honey. Blue is a color and you're blue when you got the blues. But love, <laughs> since Adam and Eve had their <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's a tricky tune, too, boy. <laughs> Let's see what the Jubilees can do with one of theirs. <laughs> what a workout on a Monday morning, huh? Rump, calf, calf. What's going on here? I know. Oh, yes, I know. That you and I will never meet again. For you. For you were meant for somebody else. Somebody else. Night. Oh, yes, that night, the night when first we met, I fell in love with you, and now I simply can't forget, I can't forget, oh, darling, but Somebody 
Where did that song come from? Who wrote that? You did. Well, bless my soul, one of the Jubilees wrote it. The leader of the Jubilees. That's a wonderful thing. Have you had it published? Have you? That's a great song. What's the title of it? Just I Know. Oh, that's very, very good. Do that again for us someday, will you? Sure. Who's that little girl down there? What's your name, honey? Come up here and see me, will you? Come on up here and see me. It's the cutest little girl sitting down in the front row. Come up here and sit on this chair by me, will you? Get a little blue figured dress on. It's just as cute as it can be. Come here, honey. <laughs> How are you? All right. You're all right, huh? You want to come sit on my lap? What's your name? Ellen Gale Wren. Ellen what? Ellen Gale Wren. Oh, I see. I beg your pardon. Ellen, how old are you, honey? Four and a half. Four and a half? Where do you come from? From Brooklyn. From <laughs> well, well, well. Have you been out to see the Dodgers play lately? Yes. You have? How far are they ahead of the Boston folks now? Is it Boston they're ahead of or Cardinals? Cardinals, yeah. How, how, how far are they ahead of the Cardinals? Yes. <laughs> do you sing, Ellen? What do you sing? Elbon Trousers. Bell bottom trousers. Will you sing it for me? Shoot. Go ahead. Bell bottom trousers. Coat of navy blue. She loves a sailor and he loves her too. Now he's on a battleship across the mighty blue. Oh, though the sailor swear to him she is cruel. Oh, good. Go on. What's the next chorus? Bell bottom. Come on, sing it. Bell bottom trousers again. Bell bottom trousers, coat of navy blue. Rootsy tootie. She loves a sailor and he loves her too. Now he's on a battleship, cross the mighty blue. Although the soldiers swear to him, she is true. <laughs> That's wonderful, isn't it? Thank you. <laughs> oh, she's grand. And Pepsi Cola is a drink for you on the end of it. <laughs> Frank, we got time for a song from you, my boy. Frank Saunders. Over in Killarney, many years ago, my mother sang a song to me in tones so sweet and low. Just a simple little ditty in her good old Irish way, and I'd give the world if she would sing. That song to me this day to Alura Lura to Alura 
you, Frank Saunders. And thank you, little Ellen Gale Lynn, for that lovely song. That was very nice. Well, we sure had a good rehearsal today, didn't we? Nick Kenny wants amateur shows. We'll give it to him. <laughs> Nice day, will you? Lovely hot and humid one. Be the good Lord will, and we'll see you again tomorrow about the same time. I hope Mrs. Ted Altonen out in Duluth, Minnesota, got her chores done today during the station break. She complains it goes too fast. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Arthur Godfrey was born in New York City in 1903 and passed away in 1983. He joined the Navy at the age of 16. He had lied about his age in order to enlist. Arthur moved in and out of the military and was on detail to the Coast Guard in Baltimore from 1927 to 1930 when he won a talent show competition and was so popular that he got a weekly radio show. He left the military, then became an announcer in Washington, D.C. Godfrey modified and perfected his radio personality over the next few years. He would talk conversationally rather than as a formal announcer. He would inject some humor into his advertising bits and occasionally sing when you wouldn't expect him to. The listeners felt that they got to know him. President Roosevelt was a listener to his show, and with Roosevelt's encouragement, Godfrey received a commission in the Naval Reserve. He did a brief stint on the Fred Allen show, but creative differences made the two talented radio men split up soon. Arthur Godfrey achieved national notice on a tragic note. In April of 1945, he was a CBS radio morning anchor in Washington, D.C., and he covered Franklin Roosevelt's funeral procession. His more friendly and intimate radio style really hit the mood of the country for this shattering event. Instead of delivering just the news of the funeral, he put his emotions on display and at one point broke down in tears during the procession. The broadcast was so moving that CBS ran his show on the entire network. Shortly after this broadcast, CBS gave him a network-wide morning show. It was a news show with interviews of celebrity, uh, celebrities and his own music thrown in. CBS moved his show to prime time, but made it more of a talent show contest. Young acts on his show included Lenny Bruce, Don Adams, Tony Bennett, Patsy Cline, and Pat Boone. However, he didn't always pick future stars. Elvis Presley tried out for the show and was rejected. This show morphed into the Arthur Godfrey and Friends Weekly Variety Show in 1949. Godfrey would interview the acts on his show, he would sing and play his signature instrument, the ukulele, joke with his announcer and cast, and keep the show moving along at a friendly pace. Godfrey became one of the busiest men in entertainment. His show was a success, he did many appearances on other shows, his cast, known as the Little Godfreys, were becoming stars in their own right. He was working in multiple media formats. The audience liked him because he had that neighbor-next-door feel with his inf informal and conversational tone, and perhaps just as important, sponsors liked him because he was a heck of a salesman. He would mock and joke with the advertisers he had to sell, but he was careful to mock the sales script or the company executives, but not the product itself. He also had the reputation of only so selling products he believed in. 
When he quit smoking, he also stopped selling Chesterfield cigarettes, even though Chesterfield was a longtime advertiser for his show. Advertisers loved him, CBS loved him, and the public trusted him when he sold something. Perhaps his success went to his head, perhaps he had been able to mask a large ego from his audience for decades, but their perception of Godfrey changed drastically when he fired one of his cast on the air. Julius LaRosa was one of the members of his cast. He was gaining in popularity, possibly getting more fan mail than Godfrey himself, and had a hit record. LaRosa and Godfrey were having difficulty behind the scenes, and it led to Godfrey firing him on the air. Godfrey did not help his case when he said in a press conference later that he fired LaRosa to teach him humility. Godfrey became the punchline for comics for years. However, even with his hit to, this, to his public image, he still maintained a large and loyal fan base. Arthur Godfrey has also been accused of anti-Semitism. However, he had many Jewish performers appear on his show, including his longtime announcer Tony Marvin. One civil rights issue that is clear is that he gave African Americans ample opportunities. On one television broadcast in particular, he had a black and white act dancing together. Southern stations and politicians objected, but Godfrey refused to move the act. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.